to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even when you accidentally step on our feet. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode of AIW's Welcome to the Party, Pal. I am your host. I am heavy set. And before we get into the whole thing, let's... Uh, Go a little bit of housekeeping. Please rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And I am trying to do a little bit something different, maybe trying to 2019 something. Um, we have the Instagram stories that we do, which you can find on you know Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers, much like Facebook and Twitter, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram, or Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers. But... We have those that go live during the show. A little bit of delay on the show because the signal is horrible. But I'm going to try to start having the next day those Instagram stories go up on YouTube as one big long video. And so people can check them in all those capacities. So just throwing that out there, you know, YouTube, we don't have a proper URL just yet. So please go over there and subscribe. We also have an email. If you chose to desire to email us, wrestlingchairs at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at webmaneuver.net. Now, let's get into the show. Let's get into AIW's Welcome to the Party, pal. And this week, I'm being joined by our good friend, Rick. Hey, how are you this evening? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how did the new venue treat you? I enjoyed the new venue. Um, I heard positives. I heard negatives. Uh, it was a one-off, so it just kind of is what it is. I liked it. I think my big negative was the signal. Like, it was bad. but It was terrible. You're absolutely correct. I was on uh, opposite side of Ring of View, uh, obviously. Well, I say obviously because Rick actually was supposed to be sitting beside me, and then he moved to Jobber Heights. Cause we, moved where we, thought, we moved where we thought Jobber Heights was going to be. Yes, thrift, thrift Store Heights. Yes, indeed. Uh, so... Where I was, I think I was getting in between two to three bars, but like I, sometimes I would try to send something out and it wouldn't go as quick. Like actually, we had a a match in the night, the Fatal Four Way Tag Match, which was unannounced. That I did the the opening match tweet like I normally do, and it didn't send and it went into my draft folder. I didn't know until Caden uh, was obviously watching the feed and everything, seeing the result. And he's like, "What's this for?" And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I, I know I sent that out. Yep, it was in the draft folder. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, I was, I was just even just trying to send text messages and, you know, pictures and things home, and I couldn't even get anything to send. But, we, you know, it was like we were in a giant warehouse. Yeah, and this is not something that was talked about on the show last week. It was something that was talked about after the show, and it was, it's I got that an answer, and I was, it's crazy how this went, is that uh, Ohio Sports Net Complex – is a venue that some other organizations have ran out of, like for years. Like the last prime wrestling show or the last two prime wrestling shows were at the same venue, but it was the same venue by name, not by location. Turns out the old Ohio Sports Next Nets complex was had since moved. And the old one that I was thinking of, and like Caden and Ed, we were talking about off air that we were thinking about was the old venue, and now that venue is owned by the Cleveland Cavaliers and is used to uh, warehouse their bobbleheads. So, fun fact. Oh, what a great show that would have been in bobblehead land. Because, <laughs> like, me, oh. and, me and some of the fans that have been around for a while or, you know, been to, like, prime shows, we were like, 
this feels like the same place, but it feels different. There's there was an upstairs at the old one and all this other things. I was like, what? I don't know why, like, it feels so different. I, I pulled Pedro aside and asked him about it. And he was like, you're you're not mistaken. There was at the Ohio Sports Next complex, but that was the old location. And he explained what the difference was now. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because I was like, this location didn't even feel right from where the other one was. I didn't drive to the other one, but I remember certain things about it and it just did not feel the same. He's like, yeah, you're, you were right. And I was like, okay, good. Yeah, all you really needed to remember is whether or not there was a giant sheets next door. Yeah, there wasn't anything like that next door. That's why I, no. even the parking was different. So it made a whole lot of sense, which I, there's only a part of me that wants to go back because of that sheets. I liked it. Uh, I I liked the place. So I didn't have any problems yeah. seeing. I didn't have any problems getting around. Uh, the gimmick table space was fantastic, oh, which I know you and I are yes. definitely into. So those are some positives for me. Yeah, there was ample space. Like they could have actually made a big O in the the where the space was for the gimmick tables. And I think there's still plenty of room. So that's something oh, yeah. like their tape gimmick tables could have have lines and you wouldn't have to worry about you know, lines forming together or it's like, okay, like you're in line for this. Well, you're in line for that. Well, I'm just trying to get through to the other side because I want to go in that line. The, the bathroom was a little bit better. Uh, I think oh, yeah. there were yeah. a few more urinals and a, and a few more stalls, but I think I went in there twice. Didn't run into any line. Like that's, oh, I can't believe about the, our lady of Mount Carmel. Like get it. I, I get that. It's a, school so they're smaller and all this stuff but like two urinals w- one stall two yeah, sinks and then there's like there's the door you go into and then you there's another door before you get into the actual restroom yeah i never i never understood that it's probably a problem yeah that's kind of what i think too all in all how'd you feel about what we, we kind of did learn that this is going to be uh one and done <laughs> that rick kind of mentioned I don't know if maybe if they ever have to like pull a trigger like a last minute like this could be a place they go back to, but it doesn't seem likely. But this is the biggest venue AIW has ran in a long time. But I guess they are busy the rest of the year right now. We're like a downtime for them. And that's what it happened to work out for. Yeah, Thorne sent out a tweet today that said, uh, I think it was today, that was 500, uh, they had over 500 at that show, and it yeah. did not feel like it. I mean, just the place was cavernous, it was so big. But I, I think they would be okay running there again in a pinch. I mean, they had plenty of room to dress and, yeah. you know, the whole half of the, the warehouse, oh if you will, yeah. carved off. Or, they had, a, they had so. plenty, plenty of room that I think if I was... You know, talent, that's something I would thoroughly enjoy, too. Yeah, it didn't feel like 500 people. And I think that's what I, I really like. And that's something that I've, you know, I've preached about AIW that for those that weren't around for the Turner's Hall days, like, I don't know how many people would show up, maybe between one and 200. But I think when we went to Mount Carmel, that allowed for AIW to grow because there was bleacher seating and all this other shit. And we had shows that were had a lot of people there just like on floor seating and, and standing room only. We had did have the same thing towards the end with Turner's Hall, but it was it was packed like that. I'm happy that we moved out of there and we've now moved on to bigger, better things and now even bigger and better. So I'm hoping whatever venues come up next because we do have the. uh the next show that they did announce they're going back to Tadmore Shrine for a show with Harley Race. And I'm I'm not a huge Harley Race fan, but the show is called Hail to the King, baby. That being said, not being a huge fan, I'm still probably going to get a picture with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm in. So now that's a cool thing to announce. And for those who don't know, that is Saturday, February 23rd. Yeah, bell time at 730. So I... I've said many times I love, absolutely love the AIW Akron shows. A, they're closer, and B, they're Saturday, so I don't have to request off, and it's a lot easier for me to do shit, so uh, all for it. Yep, I just crossed my fingers for decent weather. I don't think this is, I don't like missing any shows, but, you know, it's about an hour for me to get down there. Yeah. Uh, It is on a Saturday, so if it was on a Friday, I would just come from work, you know, that I'm already three quarters of the way there, but 
there might not be an advanced ticket for me on this one. I might be day of the show kind of guy. That's understandable. I think I'm going to wait a little while. I think we're a couple, we might be a couple weeks away from a match or two. I say this, yeah. and there's probably going to be a match announced tomorrow, but probably as we speak, probably yeah, that's happened. But I think it's one to two matches these next couple weeks, two to three weeks. But then as soon as we get into the beginning of February, that's when matches are going to start to come out quicker and quicker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the whole thing that we're going to have to worry about with uh, new show dates, like it will shows in different months. Sure. That I think I've seen that Gauntlet is going to be in a different month. Jaylet's going to be in a different month. So this is going to be a very, very interesting year for AIW for shows and booking. Like we have to scr- have to scramble up show months, and at the same time, like look for a new venue. So it's going to be interesting. Year. Yep, times they are changing. All right, let's get into the show, and we started off with. Thrift Store Jobber's favorite wrestler, Lewis Linden versus Wheeler <laughs> Yuta. I love uh, Yuta being used on these shows more and more. And, you know, there's people out there, Thrift Store Jobber, Ed, and all this shit who talk about, you know, wrestling ability. Uh, I have video evidence that, you know, there's some real wrestling ability in uh, Lewis Linden. So, might not be for everybody, but I don't know. He, he's always been a good guy to me. So, I. I enjoyed this match. Great way to start off the show. And I think when they announced Lewis Linden versus Wheelie, I was like, that's got to be where we start. Yeah. Um, we over in Thrift Store Heights, myself, Pat, and Jobber, we did crap on uh, Linden pretty pretty good on this evening. Um, more just because of the Wheeler Yuta. I'm happy to see that we get um, a singles match out of Yuta. I feel like we've seen him, but we've seen him in four way, five way, six way. Where it you know kind of limits down the amount of time that uh, that they're in the match, and uh, we were all all three of us really surprised and pleased at the same same time that uh, Wheeler Yuta came away with the win. Yes, he did. It was as I pull back up the uh, results was yeah, pinfall. I think most matches I think were pinfall. Uh, I don't think there was anything that wasn't, if I remember. No. Oh no! The uh, you know what we did have a uh, we did have a tap out. We'll get to that. Yep. Get into the next match. I love this match. Maybe contender of match of the night for me. I might go back and watch this um, when it gets released later on. I know the the rough copy's out, but I'll probably wait until the finished version comes out, or maybe DVD, Blu-ray, and before I haven't decided what. But. <laughs> Mance Warner, Jock Sampson, All Ego Ethan Page, and Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham versus Colt Cabana, Kikotaro, PB Smooth, and Hornswoggle. And it started off with like a stare down of, you know, both groups. Fight fighting breaks out. And then all of a sudden we hear MJF's music. He comes out to save his dad, what it looks like it, and he's wearing a cabana rama headband. And, you know, he you know, fights back a little bit, people back. Then he turns on Colt and all of, you know, Duke Money, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, and Ethan Page. They beat down, help beat down Colt Cabana. And then all of a sudden, Space Monkey music hits and he comes out for the save. So what was supposed to be a four-on-four eight-man tag turns into a five-on-five ten-man tag. And I really, really enjoyed this match. There was a lot of great stuff. Even towards the end, Kiko Taro put on Space Monkey's helmet. Which was a funny little thing, if you happen to notice it. The, there was a lot going on. What did you notice from this match that really caught your eye? I it, it, See, this is interesting, us on the opposite sides of the ring. Because anything that would have happened outside on your side, of course, I wouldn't have seen anything on my side. Um, at one point in time, Ethan Page rolls out of the ring and a uh, couple of photographers are taking pictures of him. And every time they snap a picture of him, he goes, oh, it's 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. You owe me 10 bucks. Yeah. And uh, Pat's losing it. He's 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 laughing. He says to Ethan Page, he's like, you know, I love you, Ethan Page. Page just stares at him and says, yeah, I'm indifferent towards you. <laughs> like, that's fantastic. <laughs> Everybody uh, um, swoggle at one point uh, there. He's yelling back with, with, with somebody else. 
uh, probably Paige and, and Paige says something to him like, I know what I'm doing. And Swoggle yells, yeah, but you've never worked for Vince. Like just as <laughs> the little things that you see, that's like the, all the match outside the match things that are happening. Um, it was hard to keep up with because I was busy, you know, paying attention to the people that were down on my side. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you're watching eight people all at once, you're just making sure that nobody lands in your lap most of the time. But, uh, uh, you know, then you get to the finish and you can wrap it up if you like. Uh, uh, this match ended with, Col- oh, yep, you're right, Cole Cabana yeah. made uh, Dr. Dino C. Rockingham tap. thing that I do love is, you know, MJF Colt thing has gone on for a year now. I can't remember if was that at Death Row or was that at the end of the year show last year or Hell on Earth or something. It I, I don't remember it at Death Row. I think it was the end of the year. Yeah, sounds about right. And this ended with uh, Cole Cabana putting DCR in the Billy Goats Curse, I believe it's called, and like mm-hmm. kind of staring down MJF, and he told him like to like stay out. Oh yeah, sent him to his room. Yeah. There's so much dynamic between them. I absolutely love. I mean, I've often said like how big of a fan of MJF I am. So I'm curious to see where we go from here. Is this an absolute title? Not absolute title. Absolution match is a proper thing. Um, I kind of hope so. But at the same time, this whole year, there's a lot that MJF has been associated, but not directly associated. Just always seemed to be by coincidence with duke money yeah yeah that uh that has been a bit of a coincidence so will we see more no idea but uh if you get a chance and you like comedy wrestling i would i would suggest you to check out this match you know mance is great uh Colcabana is obviously great kikutaro everybody like that's it I, that's the only way i can explain it so i had a I had a fun time yeah. with this match, and it being yeah. this early, I was sort of shocked. But yeah, it was. It's always nice to see Space Monkey too. It's, it seems like every time we see the monkey, we don't expect that he's going to be there, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, I I would wish they would use him more, but I whenever I see him, it's great whether it's announced or unannounced. So huge, yeah, absolutely, huge, huge Space Monkey fan. Um, let's move on to the next match. well then you got you got the oh, uh, yep, yep. You, you got the uh hornswoggle after the after the match for uh for mania i calling calling out big papa pump yeah i was gonna mention that um i did not get a chance to take a video during this okay i forget what i was doing i was tweeting i think finishing the tweet result up or something and as he started talking i was like shit and he did it kind of quick enough to where i couldn't get a video or even a really good picture. I kind of got an aftermath picture of Hornswoggle in the ring, looking at everybody. You got Kikatar with his arms out, like, what are you doing? And everybody's surprised. But yes, Hornswoggle calls out Scott Steiner for April 4th. And uh, A.W. was really quick with that graphic. So <laughs> the, 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 the crack staff at the, uh, that they were able to throw a graphic together in 15 seconds right after the uh, announcement. Right after the challenge was made, I wonder if they just have Hornswoggle graphics versus with, with versus everybody. everybody. Yeah. yeah, and it's just yeah, they probably all, all they got to do is add in like the background and the information. It's like click, click, done. But yeah, I talked to him later in the night. I, I walked up to him and I said, "Are you just going to main event every show that I decide <laughs> to Mania Week?" And he said, "Well, how many are you going to?" I said, "Well, that one and." You know, you engage at Black Label, and he's he's like, right now I'm booked for seven shows. Good Lord. Seven? He goes, yeah, maybe eight if Janella uses me on both. I'm like, oh my god. Okay, well, we'll definitely be seeing some Swaggle Mania Week. It makes so much sense, too. And he, Has he had a big Mania Weekend like this? Not counting the actual Mania Mania, but all these matches and everything, I feel like... This has kind of been uh, sat on a little bit by my promoters and fans, and now he's just get this crazy resurgence of crazy fucking matches. Yeah, and he said it's uh, he said it's a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. And I told him as long as the uh, checks keep coming, he says I'll keep cashing the checks. Like okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right, next up we had this match where the 
first tweet didn't come out till much, much later in the show. And even getting that tweet back out took a while. Really annoying the shit out of me. Anyway, we had Facade and Flip Kendrick versus PME versus the production versus the Young Studs. I think this is a great matchup that highlights a lot of the great teams that frequent AIW. And they're not they're not big names. You know, you have a lot of younger teams and then you have a couple teams that are filled with, you know, local vets. And I think this was an awesome match and it being not advertised like it's it, it, it was still good. And the big question that I'm asking now, what do we see from PME in the next year? Because I have not seen a team that the AIW fan base has got around as quick as and as hard as PME. I think it's they wrap their arms around uh, them better than they did Weird World. I think that says a lot. Like everybody loves PME. Yeah, the the when when PME came out, quite a reaction. Uh, when the match was over, they were the last team out. Just another huge reaction after that. Uh, Philly busted out the big moonsault, which was fantastic. He does it. Hey, Philly's not a small guy. He's a big dude. And he's, he's to get a- up there and do that moonsault, that's, I mean, that's something to look at. There's a, Somebody had a video on it. I forget who it even was of the slow motion, uh, you know, like 30 seconds for the whole thing. And, uh, man, just the, the way he gets off and the way he hits it, man, it looks fantastic. I think we have one. It's not slow-mo. I don't normally yeah. do slow-mo mainly because uh, now I'd have to use my phone setting and I'm normally doing a lot of the Instagram stuff. But I do want to say that tweet was put out by, I believe it was at jgold12. Yeah, I think I retweeted it, but uh, I, I barely know how Twitter was. Pretty sure it was him. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, if I'm wrong, someone please feel free to correct me or send us the tweet. We will retweet it. But yeah, the this match was fun. I loved it. And uh, even though PME, you know, hugely over, they did not win. It was a victory by none other than the Young Studs. And I do believe this was, yep, Eric Ryan pinned facade for the Young Studs to pick up the victory. It was. I was really surprised the Young Studs uh, got the win. I kind of, uh, uh, we, we can talk about it later, but I kind of expected what was going to happen later on. And, uh, you know, who was the next challengers for that tag team title? To me, this puts the Young Studs as next in line. Um, you know, I really think that PME's getting close to their time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be really, really anxious to see what happens with the whole thing. So it was, to me... Not that the Young Studs winning was an upset, but it, it seemed like a bit of a uh, kind of out of left field thing for me. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, it didn't matter who won or lost this match. I felt, you know, if PME won, that would have been great. But at the same time, like they're still one of the most over teams in AIW. And the, the, the match really in people's minds is going to be thrown away. It's just it won't matter. Like when we get three months down the line or th- three shows later. You're not gonna remember who won this match. It's not gonna not gonna matter because that's. I do listen to fans like either on Twitter or live at shows, and you know PME is such an over group, and there was a fear that you know they would be buried. But at the same time, I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, does it really matter who wins this unannounced match? Because you know, Young Studs have been I don't want to say a dominant force, but they've been put in a lot of great matches over the past year, year and a half, and. Facade, Kendrick, they're there for flips and shit, which is fine. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely love them. And the production has been a team that has been stealing the show a lot over the last year or so. And this is the first show without Magnum. So I, I could see any – I could have saw any either of those teams winning, but it wouldn't have mattered regardless. Like every, all these teams would have still loved for the same reasons. And it would have been like, oh, my God, like this, this team keeps losing. Even PME, like two, two shows from now when they're booked – and they win, like, you're going to forget about this shit. Yeah, it seemed like more of an added attraction kind of match as yeah. opposed to, like, a, you know, number one contender or, you know, rankings kind of thing. 
I mean, we had three tag team matches on this card, and two of them were in the first half, and they were back to back, and they they brought yeah. in different styles uh, with those with multiple multiple man team matches. So, third, I I did enjoy it. So, I do think PME is going to have a. I think their 2019 is going to be big. We'll get more into that next week when we do a year in review episode because or year in review and predictions. So that's that'll be a fun fun one. All right, next up, uh, I think it was the last match we had before intermission. We had KTB challenging for the AIW Intense Title and the champion Matthew Justice. This is exactly what we thought it was going to be. It went everywhere, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Unfortunately, it did go how we thought that KTB did not win, and it was another victory for Matthew Justice, but. KTB still kicking in AIW, still loved, and like I've, I think I've mentioned before, he gets over more and more every show, and that's that's awesome. Yeah, I think he's going to be around for for a while. I think he's going to be in that intense uh, that intense title scene. Uh, I can see him, you know, working with uh, you know Dominic uh, Garini, you know, some of the bigger guys, you know, Bishop. Uh, Donst, you know, things like that, and just having some knockdown, drag out matches. I mean, the guys from the woods, what more do you want, you know? Yeah. I think KTB is going to be awesome in the Gauntlet for the Gold. I see yeah, that. That's, a, that's one of those guys that could come in early and, you know, knock out eight, nine, ten guys and just that big stamp on, you know, that, uh, not that really a coming out party. We've seen the guy, we know, but like that big statement, you know? A big statement in AIW. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And at this point of the show, we had intermission and we haven't done this for a while because of the formats of the show for the last month or so. But uh, we're going to have a, a commercial break in the middle of the show. So we'll be right back right after this. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, everybody? This is Alex Worldwide Keller coming to you live here for a thrift store. Wait. It's not the Red Store Driver? Wait a minute. Wrestling who? Wrestling Cheers. Where everybody knows your name. I know my name. It's Alex Worldwide Keller, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. And I want to tell you all about Wrestling Cheers t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net. It's a heck of a shirt because where everybody knows your name and wrestling is a game and the game is pain. And pain is what we feel and what we feel, it's real. Whatamaneuver.net, wrestling cheers, do it up for your boy, Alex Worldwide Killer. All right, we are back with the second half of the show. And if you're following us on Power, not Power Bomb, Power Bomb, Power Slam, everything's changing here too. But anyway, if you're following us on Cage Match or all that, uh, there is a match that they're missing. I don't know why, but. We came back from intermission with Zach Thomas versus Dominic Greeny versus Joshua Bishop versus Gear Eddie Kingston. And this match played out kind of like we figured it would. You had Dominic Greeny and Joshua Bishop battle to the back. It took longer for it to happen. So it ended up being Zach Thomas versus Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston pinned Zach Thomas for the win. Nothing much I could say here. Uh... Love Dom, love Bishop, love seeing Zach more and more, improving himself, and what a way against Eddie Kingston. But, you know, Gear Eddie is – don't want to touch Gear Eddie. No. Eddie's, Eddie's got his gear on. So as soon as – you know it was over, Eddie came out and was wearing the banana yellow. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Zach Thomas is getting better and better every time we see him. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him maybe down the road, him and Matt Justice at some point in time. Uh, just to really see what's going on with that, uh, I was you know thankful that Dominic and Josh didn't land in our laps this time. 
But uh, same result. I think we are definitely building to some kind of craziness with them. Uh, you know, maybe as we get towards middle of the year, Absolution, uh, WrestleMania, who knows? We got, you know, something to settle that because that's starting to become a bit of a blood feud. Yeah, I've, I think this could possibly be a match that builds up for Absolution. And deservedly so, I, I want to see these two have a great match. And maybe, too, we will see them have a one-on-one match. That doesn't go into the back and all that, but the absolution match is going to be a barn burner. It's I think it's going to be some sort of special stipulation. There's going to be something, and I'm I'm curious to see where we go. But uh, well, we kind of mentioned that you know there's going to be a lot of shuffled updates. So really, we have no idea what to expect between now and whenever absolution is going to be. But hell yeah, with with these two going forward. All right, we had the next match. The AIW Tag Team Championship match. Cheech and Colin Delaney versus The Weird World. Uh, Weird Body Evan Adams and Worldwide. And uh, let's just rip the band-aid off on this one. We have a new AIW Tag Team Champions. They are a four-time champion. And that's to infinity and beyond. Uh, kind of a shocker, but I kind of think it goes on the flip side of PME. PME is like the most loved tag team in AIW. To infinity and beyond because of their three previous reigns and now their fourth. I would be willing to say most hated even more than Duke Money and Alpha Beta Duke. Or not Alpha Beta Duke, whatever. Um, Tuan and uh, uh, Parker Pierce. Like definitely more hated party never yeah, I, stops or ends I, i'm okay yeah party never ends i i'm okay with this is when they came out to the where the champions you and i talked about this real briefly uh before you just unfortunately just sensed that is the beginning of the it was very good it was almost like that was the moment we were celebrating our accomplishment and that was it you know the uh the uh good times Stopped right then and there. Um, I won't lie. I was super bummed out that they were one show, you know, one title defense champions. Uh, Colin and Cheech, I, I, we like Colin and Cheech. They're 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 both great in their own right. But I I don't know. At the same time, we don't we don't like Colin and Cheech. I'm hoping just to play off what you said that we get that, you know, most hated tag team versus the most loved tag team down the road and eventually PME rips those tag titles off them. That's only going to push PME up even higher than they already are. Yeah, it's got to be a big moment for PME. And I did have the conversation with Ed Battis during the show of when do they get strapped? He's under the the mindset and I don't know if he was just how he was at the moment or whatever, but that does PME really need it because they're so well-loved, but you'd figure I mean, a team like that, that is so well-loved, but also so, you know, new, like right now, the whole time I've been an AIW fan from 2011 to 2016, one of the most loved wrestlers was Johnny Gargano. I never seen a Johnny Gargano title reign because at that point of his career, he didn't need it. He didn't need to win the title. Did he contend for it? Yes. Did he have a lot of moments close to that pinnacle? Yes. But he'd already won all his championships. He was a, a big deal, and he was more of a traction match. And I get that. But PME, this uh, short end of their career, I could I could see them being tag team champions, and they they would deserve it. And I think it would it would be amazing to see. And I do do they need it? I mean, they're still going to be popular no matter what. But let's face it, it's going to be great to see and. They're going to have a lot of great matches as champions, so that's just my opinion. Yeah, I could I could definitely see where you're coming from. I I think if you put the titles on them, uh, I don't even put it that way. If you know if they can if they can win the titles from Cheech and Colin or whoever it is, it, I just think that gives us a lot to look forward to. You know, uh, PME and the boys from Jollyville. You know, uh, PME and the Young Studs. PME and and Cheech and you know. Even PME and and the Weird World, uh, I know we've seen different incarnations of that from time to time, but I just think it would be, you know, who knows? You even get kind of those weird tag teams that come in around, uh, you know, around Jaylet time. You know, we've seen Crime Time before. We've seen the uh, the Headhunters before. 
Um, you just never know what you see. You know, the besties we've seen. Um, a lot of those fun matchups that we could do with them as champions. Um, I think it's going to happen, and I think I'm really looking forward to it. God. Versus besties would be great. PME versus headhunters. <laughs> I would love to see just because the fucking headhunters are crazy, but there's there's a lot of people that can come in and you know the scene. Like there's the tag division's great. I'm fine with seeing, you know, Cheech and Colin as champions because like I said, I, they are the most hated. And it is because of those those other reigns. So hey, let's let's see where we go from here and let's see who their first uh contenders are. All right, next up, we had the match of the evening, the match that part of the crowd was waiting for. We had Wes Barkley versus Tim Donst. And yeah, Donst really gave it to Barkley Nation. I got a, I got a little tip of my hat to him. Uh, he killed the interaction with them. But, you know, just a year in, I think Wes Barkley, he has a presence about him that I, I absolutely love. And I want to. I want to see more of it. I mean, is he is he the best technical wise and best you know in ring? No, but hey, a year in and you're getting thrown with Tim Donst. That's got to be a compliment. Oh, absolutely. This is one. Uh, it, it's kind of weird now because you know it, it's just like John Thorne told us all on their podcast exactly what was going to happen, and of course he was 100 percent right because that's the way things work. You know, a, a large portion of us in the beginning disliked him because of the crowd that he brought in and then um i you know i'm I'm speaking for myself here but i I think you're on the same mindset of then we realize that you know these people that he's bringing in equals money which equals gooder people that are coming in which equals more gooder matches and you know and we're everything's more gooder with this so i and i've gotten to talk to wes i've you know i've actually had him out to work with me for for a bit of time and i you know i know you've done the the interview for, for cheers with him and he's just such a good freaking dude i he's one of those people that's like if i wanted to hate you i would love it if you gave me a reason to hate you but he, he doesn't he's he's a good dude he's charismatic uh you know the bright smile the you know the crazy sideshow bob thing he's got going on um all of it's great you know this the crowd that he had there at the show seemed a bit younger than, you know, it wasn't that like club crowd. It was kind of that, you know, that college vibe really to it. Um, you know, his mom there and everything. Um, and there was still, a, it be it a really smaller portion of the AIW crowd that booed him just based upon that, but just kind of looking at it as a casual observer this time, it was probably 50, 50 as far as people that were genuinely supporting uh, Wes, because you know we were at the point where, you know, it, this kid's done nothing wrong. He's he's up and coming. He's learning. He's you know he's he's doing his thing. He's in there with Tim Donst. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will boo Tim Donst just because he's Tim Donst. But I who, think this who is probably would do the, such a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I think this was probably the uh, most genuine split that there has been. Like yeah. people. Nobody was the people that were booing Wes were not booing Wes. The people that were booing him were booing the people that they didn't like that surrounded him. Um, yeah. I thought it was great. The everybody was super well behaved. There was no problem. It was a great wrestling atmosphere for that. Um, you know, Eddie screwed with him uh, when he came out. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> big time. Tim Donst, you know, had his absolute way tearing up the sign and all that, just that classic, you know, that wrestling stuff that you want to see. Um, the match was fine. I didn't think it was the best that Wes has looked. Um, I think he looked a little nervous, a little out of sorts. Um, you know, Tim Donst got the win, and that you know, was probably the right way to go. With it. Yeah, I I think if Wes would have won, it would have had to be like this, like, fluke-type win, like a, a quick roll-up or... Or or a distraction or something, but I'm I'm perfectly fine with with Don's winning. The the Barkley Nation as a whole, they seem to have gotten better. Like show by show, they're really getting good. Even we didn't hear a "We Want West" chant until intermission. A lot of them, honestly, Should've didn't played. show up until intermission. <laughs> I didn't really notice the crowd until about the fourth match, 
which yeah. is which is fine. The, you know, the money spend, spends the same whether or not they want to watch the whole thing. I think a lot of them are getting to be repeat customers, just like John said they would be, and they're starting to get it, starting to understand how it works. You know, it's you know why why crap on everything else um, just because you want to see your guy. They would do the we want West, we want West, and then when the next match started, you know, taking the sights and sounds of that match, and then to their thing between. So yeah, I, I you know, not to say that I think they're incredibly respectful. I don't, I don't mean that, but it's <laughs> I the did, level. I'm fine with the level of respect. I noticed some of them were rooting for Eddie in his match. Absolutely, sure. So you know, we are getting the repeat customers, and I'm perfectly fine with it. I've, I still hear some fans, you know, kind of whine a little bit from time to time, especially at the show. It's like, oh, like. They need to shut up or they need to go away. And hey, let's, let's, let's look at the real bottom line. That's ticket money. It was a majority of the 500 plus at the show, Barkley Nation? No, but they're adding to it. You know, everybody that buys a ticket or buys merch straight from AIW, that money gets put back into the company and they can afford to do everything that they're doing. We're talking, you know, the ring improvements, the, these different venue changes, which granted it's, it's something that had to happen. Um, Ring updates going to WrestleMania weekend. You know, a couple years ago, AAW made their WrestleMania debut just like at, at WrestleCon. Now they're going to have a show. And that goes with a lot of the growth of the company since I want to say like 2013, like whenever they brought in Steam. Like all of a sudden, more and more people started showing up and more and more people started saying, everybody, as much as, you know, it does get annoying. You know, some of these fans out there, whether they be Barkley Nation or not, some fans are annoying, but they pay ticket money. That money's going to AIW, and you know, next month when it's Harley Race, just think the people that annoy you that some of that ticket money went to get Harley Race. That went to be, absolutely yep. get Steiner again for WrestleMania to do it against Hornswoggle. Like you got to take the bad and the good together. Yep. So, all right, uh, move on to the main event of the evening. M-Dog Matt Cross versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams for the AIW Absolute Championship. This was the first and only match that M-Dog has been in, in the announced match that he's been in AIW all year. He had a, yep, he, yep. He's only had two bookings in AIW all year. And to go up against Tracy Williams, I, I didn't think that M-Dog was going to win, but it would really test Tracy Williams and uh, Grandma Cross. <laughs> No, she wanted to get on this fight. That's uh, I don't know if it's going to come across on the home release, but yeah, Grandma Cross is great, and she added to this match, especially afterwards. Yeah, uh, Tracy Williams did retain and um, see the pinned M Dog, and <laughs> Tracy Williams is going to the back. M uh, freaking Nana Cross almost like wanted to attack Tracy Williams. It was great. She was not making friends with him. He, she was sitting about was right near the and. You know, she she saves it all, all her energy for one match, but she leaves it all out there. I mean, she is she's giving it 110 percent every sports cliche that there is. She is all in for that match with uh, with Matt Cross. Um, I, I did like this title defense because it's one of those ones that in the back of your mind, you're like, I know that Tracy Williams is going to win this, but there's a maybe, you know, maybe Cross is going to win this. You know, maybe he's. You know, who knows? Like, you could definitely see Matt Cross as, as champion. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, this isn't like, a, you know, Glacier going to win the t- title. You know, it's this is a guy that's Cleveland. He's here. He's around. You could definitely see the title around his waist. So it made it interesting until the end. Um, it didn't, didn't have that foregone conclusion feel to me. Yeah. Um, I have, I've had the privilege a couple of times to sit by Grandma Cross. And sometimes you get more enjoyment or even the same amount. I don't want to put down the ma- any matches that M-Dog's in, but you'll get the same amount of enjoyment as watching the match as you are watching her and like her reaction. Like she's vocal. I There's videos I know somewhere on the Wrestling Cheers feed from last year. Uh, no, two years ago now because we are in 2019. And uh, like I for about 15, 20, 30 seconds, I just put the camera on her and rolled. And like yeah. she's like talking to herself about like in like rooting for Matt, like, like, Oh, like, like, I oh, don't take a pinfall. I don't want to call. Oh, yeah. Come on, Matt. Come on. Come on. And 
I love that. That Grandma Cross's innocence is so much fun. And yeah, um, yeah they, they told a great story with this match of just, you know, not exactly knowing. And even, you know, yeah, it's kind of what I figured was going to happen, but still, M Dog kills it. And I think one of my moments of the night, I, I mentioned it on the preview show and I kind of mentioned it in the interview that I had with uh, Righteous Jesse is I bought a Passion for Pain DVD. And I will openly tell anybody, if you get a chance, go on eBay right now, type in Passion for Pain or Backyard Wrestling Passion for Pain and pick it up. M-Dog used to sell like uh, DVR, DVDR copies, but he stopped, which kind of sucks. And that's the first show I ever went to is one of the first things I picked up. And went home, watched it, fell in love with it. And every so once in a while, I'll, I go back and rewatch it. And then I, I'd found out like, oh, it was an actual produced DVD by Backyard Wrestling and you could buy a copy. So I happened to pick up that copy a couple weeks ago and I got it signed by both M-Dog and J-Pro. And uh, I didn't have him put his name on it. And he's like, oh, you're going to sell this on eBay. And I'm like, no, it's going to go into my collection. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely proud of it. I mean, I bought it off eBay. So happy M Dog we got to be here. Happy I got to do that. And you know, that that ended our show for the evening. And no, 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 no. Wait a minute, what? What am I missing? You're 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 missing the big one, man. Oh yeah. I'm I'm thinking title match, my bad. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Fine. Yeah, okay. Why did I say, you didn't correct me when I said main event earlier. Uh you mm. could you know it's one of those uh we we could have called this a double main event tonight. Yeah, it's, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the real main event. It was Nick Gage versus Masato Tanaka. And I don't think this was announced, but it was announced before the match. No DQ. Anything goes. Yep. So I know a lot of people were bummed, and I mentioned this on the preview, that were bummed that we didn't get to see like Masato Tanaka versus Tracy Williams. There's, there's fans out there, and it's one of the things that annoys me about wrestling fans is Something will get announced, and all of a sudden, they'll nitpick it. And, well, why isn't it this? Why is it that? And one of the big things I heard was like, oh, why isn't Masato Tanaka versus Tracy Williams? Because do you think Masato Tanaka is getting beaten by Tracy Williams? As as fantastic as you think that match could be, I'm granted, I think it could be great, too. But do you honestly think that Masato Tanaka is winning the title? It's, it's one of those things, too, that if those of us, I mean, and, and I'm old enough to be in my 20s when I was, you know, when I used to order ECW pay-per-views, and it's as much as none of us want to admit it, well, yeah, maybe Thrift Store Jobber, because he's a ghoul, but <laughs> what, were, were, what were you waiting for in this Tanaka match? You were waiting for him to take that big, unprotected chair shot to the head and, you know, do his... Uh, uh, I'm doing a disservice, but that Hulk up, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. After a couple of those and then to come back and, and, and do his thing. Who's the guy to do that? It's Nick Gage. It's not Tracy Williams or, you know, it's you, you want to see somebody that's at that level of, you know, violence, intensity, you know, that, that bit of craziness. So there's none of us that couldn't have immediately you know, for lack of a better term, scripted that match out and said what was going to happen. We probably would have been 90% right. You know, going to be some chair shots to the head. There's going to be some crazy, some crazy bumps. There's going to be some blood. Um, I think, I don't remember what you guys said, if you thought Tanaka was going to get the win or not, but you I know, that's, that's how it goes. The brawling through the crowd, exactly what we all wanted. That's what we got. I think it was a straight sweep of we thought Masato Tanaka was going to win. I yeah, yeah. think that's what it was. Um, my thing, too, going back to like when fans are bitching, is that uh, – hold on a second. God damn it. But when fans are bitching is I also look at like how, how the matches transpired between Tracy Williams and also Masato Tanaka's match. And they were completely different matches. And if – Masato Tanaka would have had a match like Tracy Williams, I don't think it would have been as good. You were waiting to see that version. You wanted to see someone, you know, get bloody like Gage did. And that's what it comes down to. And I think it's one of my things that I've I've talked a lot about wrestling fans that I hate how annoying they can get. And I think that's one of them where all of a sudden, whether it be WWE, ROH, 
uh, New Japan, even now AIW too, if like everybody wants to fantasy book, like, well, they should have did this. Like, yeah, I'm I'm happy you can fantasy book like who you want to see Masato Tanaka versus, but I've never booked a show, but I know there's more shit you got to book and you got to get the right opponent. And then sometimes there's wrestlers that don't want to lose and all that kind of shit. And you have to do what's right for your show. So when they book Gage versus Tanaka, I'm like, that makes sense. Gage, if he loses, he doesn't care because he's no. Nick fucking Gage and probably- it doesn't matter. Probably the second most over dude in AIW. Uh, and I put them, I put it actually past PME. Uh, PME to be number one, but th- that still could be debatable too. So, yeah, I, it, it, it's it's one of those, and hey, people were even complaining. And I, a lot of this the day before, I guess Gage said he was working with some kind of knee injury or something. But and he, he comes out on Twitter the day before and he says, "Hey, you know what? I'm sorry, my match was shit." Yeah, uh, you know, on whatever night, Thursday night. Uh, so people are all, oh, "Well, you're you're not giving it to your all," and blah blah. blah. You know, what? to start with, knock it off. Secondly, Gage genuinely loves yeah. Cleveland. He loves – I mean, the amount of time that this guy takes to come – he comes out, you know, to, for this guy that's like this big, violent, nasty, you know, shouldn't be well-liked, you know, in general, in, in a wrestling ring. He's, it's, you know, those aren't endearing qualities to anybody but, you know, us fans. You know, walking around the ring and take, you know, that guy takes the time. Anybody, if you're wearing MDK or shirt or whatever, you're getting hugs from this guy around the ring. You're getting high fives. You're getting everything. He's showing the thing I like about him is he shows the, uh, he shows that respect and that love right back. And it's, you know, you could tell that he was going to do whatever it took to give everybody the match that they, you know, that they thought they needed. He, you know, Tanaka gets the win. You know, great. Gage doesn't care about getting a win there. I mean, Tanaka, the next, uh, you know, down the road, lost to PCO. So yeah. you know, it, it doesn't do any. It doesn't do anything to to Tanaka. It doesn't do anything to to Gage. It's just it was the spectacle and the fact that you know they put on one hell of a show. Rightfully so, being the main event. Um, I I absolutely love Nick Gage when people boo him, and some sometimes when they give us reasons. It's not so like there was a couple there was a while back on the show I had mentioned a friend of the show, El Hordano Diablo. He he had told me in a private conversation and I didn't put out his name because I don't want to put someone on blast who might not want it. And I had said that he had openly told me that he doesn't like Nick Gage because he thinks he's an unsafe worker. Well, a wrestler that he's friends with who does deathmatch wrestling happened to have a conversation with him and he was just like, No, I've been in multiple matches with Nick Gage and Nothing that he has done has ever made me feel unsafe and like really change his opinion. And so there's people out there that have that. Like I I always understand when people are like, well, I don't like him because he's I just don't connect with him or he's just not for me. That I get. I was like that a long time with like Donston and uh, and the fuckets for a while. Sometimes you come around. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're just like, I'll I'll all cheer who they're going up against. And sometimes that what makes it so much fun with. For years, it wasn't that I liked – I mean, I, I didn't like Donst. It was because the first so many shows, he was going up against Gargano, and I felt like I was more comfortable booing him. So when he got out of like his uh, matches with Gargano and that feud was over, I still wanted to boo him. That's what I was known for doing, so I just kept doing it. So yeah, I get that aspect. I feel like sometimes people have to be the- – have to come up with a reason. You don't have to have a reason to dislike this guy in a wrestling capacity. You don't have to, oh, he's an unsafe work. I just don't like him. You know what? That's enough. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know what? I love that guy. Well, why do you love him? Well, I just do. You know what? In a wrestling capacity, that's cool. I can dislike a guy because, you know, because I don't like his haircut and I can yeah. like a guy because, you know, he wears purple and gold, whatever. It's, it's just, it's, you just read way too much into it. You don't like you know, PB Smooth? It, what's that? You don't like PB Smooth? Purple and gold? Uh, love PB Smooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, I, you know, I, I won't say too much, but uh, PME with some, uh, some new gear coming out in the near future that I think you're especially going to Sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, Masato Tanaka did win, if you kind of couldn't tell where we were going with this. Um, 
a fun match. Like I, this was a great show as a whole. I think I enjoyed more of the first half than the second half, but it's not a shot at the second half. The second half was still good. We, you know, we had a title change that we weren't expecting. We had two unannounced matches that were a part of the card. Two or is it one? Uh, I think just a four way. Yeah, just a four. Okay, still, uh, well, we had people added to a match. Oh, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. So there were surprises. So if a show can do that, that's fine. The venue did feel a little bit weird. Um, I know there were a couple new faces there. Uh, a friend of mine, that a girl that I went to high school, like high school with her, we both went to the same school system. She's a couple years younger than me. Uh, she had like tagged me on Facebook and saying like, "Hey, my boyfriend is there too." Like he said, he's seen you there because like we're friends through Facebook because I do be somewhat of a wrestling fan, and like I like made my way over to like find where he was. So it's always cool to find new fans. And, like, the guy he was with, that was his third AIW show, and he comes sporadically when he can. So, I I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it from the, like I said, the signal aspect. I know this is, oh, my God. I want to explain this on the show because it sucked. There, there was a new update to Instagram. Not the one that everybody hated of you have to swipe for, like, an hour where that, where that was live. But they, they changed the Instagram stories. It used to be I could record, like, 15 seconds. And then the video would stop. Like, it wouldn't allow me to do any more. Now it works like Snapchat, and it's a continuous upload. So I can have up to a minute or two, but it's like it's, they're divided up into 15 seconds. So I would get, I got some really good clips. Those were put on the Instagram. And because of the signal was so bad, the the they were uploading sporadically. And it would be like one from one match, and then there wouldn't be anything until a couple matches later. And I, this is what I had to do. I had to go home. I had to upload all my videos to all my clou- cloud services because I have all the main ones. And then when that was done, all of a sudden, Instagram finally allowed all of it to load because it was actually freezing my Instagram. There was, I think, 68, 69 videos. So um, as much as I hated all that, it was still cool, fun show. What were your thoughts on the show as a whole? You know what? I, I like the... I'm good with the venue change. Um, from time to time, I just someplace new. Uh, you know, it's a little bit farther away from me than it usually is, but that means it's a little bit closer. For so you may get people that are those Westsiders that are a little more, you know, out toward the Western Burbs as opposed to you know Mount Carmel, Cleveland. Uh, you know, a little farther south too. That maybe it's a little easier for them to get there, and so they, you know, they come because of it. Um, you know, he, he did say there was you know 500 people there, and that's great. For crowd in you know late december um you know there were a lot of people obviously home from college and school and you know my kid was on his christmas vacation so that probably helped things out but man the i was fine with the venue you like you said the one bad part was the uh was the uh you know the wireless signal or whatever you want to call it phone, uh, phone service i thought it was yeah. a, what's that phone service yeah, phone service. Whatever. What the lack of wireless maybe, maybe is a better way to. Yeah, um, I thought it was a good show. It was fun. Um, and, you know, it was nice. There was nice mingling room. You know, for five hundred people, it was you know it was fantastically spaced out. All right. Uh, any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, uh, no, I'm uh, looking forward to that uh, the February show. It's um, you know King Harley Race. Uh, I gotta get the picture. You know, he's. I never. I was very, very young when I remember seeing Harley Race, but that one I'm looking forward to a lot. Um, that'll be, I guess, the next show. It's closer to two months away, so that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, you know, uh, we'll start to get some match announcements and things that that'll carry us through. But uh, no, it's uh, it's always nice being here with you. I'm on the Twitter machine. I'm sure my little name will be in the cheers link uh and it's always a pleasure sir and of course you can find myself at heavyset 330 on facebook twitter and instagram just much like you can find this show on facebook twitter and instagram facebook.com slash wrestling cheers twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com we have the merch store still over at whatamaneuver.net please rate review and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. 
uh, oh, I to mention earlier in the show, but we are brought to you by the Training Topics Network and MidwestTerritory.com. So you can follow all the other shows on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Old School at the Movies, and f- check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Center Stage, Super Fantastic Podcast, The Road Home from Wrestling, The Dave Dynasty Show, Kick Out at Two, The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, and the Big Gold Belt Podcast, and check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, Rebel Life Media, Savage Dash Photo, Savage Dash Photo, yeah, uh, Set Tab Photo, and The Savage Dash, uh, Powerslam.tv, which use promo code Wrestling Cheers, all one word, and get your first month for free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and have a happy, happy new year. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like to get a Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're all these like you came You're the fake wrestling Rose are all the same You're the fake wrestling Yeah!